This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Forever! When your first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with us Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. And now, on with the show! Oh Are you ready for you sloppy little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you nasty little fucks? It's time to stay inside. Listen to what your local office is saying unless they're Listen saying Listen to what stuff. we are saying. Fuck what the government's saying. Yeah, fuck stay your the fuck government. Home. We can't trust the C... Well, we can't trust the government. CDC ain't getting no information. We fucked. Welcome to the show. I'm Meatball and this Big Dipper. Welcome to Alcum Sloppy Second with Big Dipper Meatball. Welcome to the show. We're fucked. This world is fucked. We're fucked as fuck. Hey. I keep waking up angry and scared. I literally don't know what to do. And I just keep asking, like, every, I've been watching CNN, like, videos and stuff. And my only thing is just, like, how is this happening? How is this happening? How Girl. How is America? How is this? Ha- I'm listening to people's arguments and they're dumb and it doesn't make sense. We've, anyway. get, we've been getting s- stupider. More I stupid. Just, I just watched one where Donald Trump, they were like, what do you think the world thinks of America right now? And he was like, I think that they think that we're the leaders. We're intelligent and we're the best. And I think they're jealous of us. And I was like, no, no. Everywhere else is laughing at us. Well, I mean, yes. And banning us from traveling. And I mean, it's it's yeah. I, I All I know is I feel like what I can control is myself and what I am lucky enough to do because we work in a digital space is stay at home cook my food go for a walk every day keep uh eating because diva i have gained, I've gained a baby's so worth i can't even my corset doesn't even it doesn't work i like try to move around and i'm so tired that i just sit down and eat again so a friend of mine um said to me that he's in the middle of doing whole 30 cool and i said what is that and he said no sugar and no dairy at Oh, and I think like you try not to eat carbs, maybe, or something like that. Well, carbs are sugar. So like, fuck, you can only eat fruits and vegetables and meat. That's it. I was like, how do you expect me to do that? And I'm not even talking about like, to me, it's about energy and mobility. Like the fact that when I get up in the middle of the night to pee, I'm like tired from getting up out of the mm-hmm. bed. It's because my Helix mattress is so comfortable. I just don't want to get up. Yeah, out of you the just bed. can't wake back up. It's harder to wake up. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I don't I don't mind. I've always been the size that I am. And we've talked about this. But like, to me, it's about energy. And he literally said he was like, I've never been more clear headed and energetic than I am when I'm doing the whole 30 thing. You know, the words I've never been more clear headed often come from people with the most clouded brains. <laughs> I, w- you'll be like, hey, you're acting kind of crazy. Is everything OK? I've never been more clear headed in my life. You know what I mean? It's not a good well, thing to say to someone. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just going to try to eat more vegetables and less cookies and see if that affects my energy. Yes, I just don't know that been- I have the self-control to do a whole 30. No, I don't think I can, and it's also so it's like so restricting that it would make eating like not fun, or it would make it feel like a chore. And not like that's it's supposed the to be fun. fun thing to do right now is to yeah, is to eat. eat. So it's like for me right now, what we've done is I've like replaced things that I love to eat. So like I don't eat bagels now; it's rice cakes, but I'll okay. still put like stuff on it. I eat more fruits instead of cookies. I got plums. I got peaches. We doing I, cucumbers. You know, I love a cucumber. I don't know, just in. I just think incorporate more vegetables as snacks. That's sure. how I've been doing it. I buy that. I'm into um, that. In other news, if you were a fan of our Law & Order SVU episode where we took a deep dive into the CSW uh, LA Pride problem. Gong, uh, gong. Uh, the CSW has decided to move LA Pride from 
WeHo, and there was an announcement made, and they were saying, listen, there's too much construction going on. We can't throw the party like we normally want to. We're just going to move. But upon further inspection, and someone, I don't remember their name, did a whole deep dive on it. It was actually the city of West Hollywood put a bid out saying, hey, because CSW has dropped the ball for numerous years and they're not good at their job and we don't like them and they've been getting nothing but complaints and this latest misstep with the Black Lives Matter movement was such a mess, we're going to put a bid out and let anybody who's interested come offer up their services for L.A. Pride. Girl, Christopher Street West only knows how to spin. Get the fuck out of here. We don't want your ass. And they tried to get on top of the story saying we're going to leave. So that's actually what happened, everybody. Right. They and and West Hollywood literally said, we will be having a pride. We will it, continue to have a pride. We're just going to figure out who's going to produce it. Yeah. Girl, we're going to look for people that aren't super pride. problematic. I'd love to have a little bit of a say in pride since everybody that was on their board before didn't know what the fuck they were doing. You could be on the board and just link to your YouTube videos. It's not an acting reel, but it's something. Yeah, I mean, truly. I mean, that's what they're all over there, right? <laughs> it's, it says board. It says meatball. And then it says meatball. And when you click it, it's just your I'm a top music video. Yeah. Like, and well, it's like, listen, I'm totally qualified. <laughs> I guess he's on top of the board. Um, <laughs> so recently so- I was, uh, someone started posting pictures of um, some drawings of you. <laughs> and then there was a lot of these pictures of drawings of you. And they all okay. seem similar. So you were a figure model in a yes. Zoom drawing class. How Gay many, life drawing in How Melbourne. many of the screens were blacked out and how many fapping sounds did you hear? I heard no fapping sounds. There was... Uh... <laughs> That's all I heard. Is yours wet? Mine sounds really dry the way my hands are. I'm very sweaty because I'm upstairs and my house doesn't get great circulation up here. Um. So basically this group in Melbourne, what they usually do is like at an art studio or a bar or something, they get a model and then people like drink and draw and like, it's a, so it's like a nice thing, but now, so now you're a model. So now you're just <laughs> calling yourself a model. So um, then they wanted to move it to zoom and he asked me to do it. And so the majority of the, the artists were in Australia, but a few mm. of them were in um, the States and sort of all over. And I modeled, I did like a bunch of different poses, like little two minute poses and five minute poses and 10 minute poses, and then some 15 minute poses. And I wore a bunch of different outfits and I did it all like over my, over zoom. And I just modeled in my bedroom and people drew all of this really awesome art. It's very but cool. You were shady. I think I didn't say anything bad. All I said was like, everyone, like, I can't believe all these people wasted their time drawing you. The art was amazing. Nope. I'm going to read what you said. Oh, please don't. <laughs> which I, I've been sending you some of the, the pictures you wrote. I this is this a waste of an art degree. And I oh, responded, yeah. art is subjective. And you said, imagine spending $75,000 on your child to get a degree and they do this. <laughs> so I just want to let everyone know. That's a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. <laughs> You're trash. Um, but shout out to Life Drawing Melbourne. I really, or Gay Life Drawing Melbourne. I had a great time. And I think that's and a cool. And Gay Life Drawing, I'll do it. I'll do it in full drag. That seemed like fun. Oh. How long You is have it? to be still. Listen, can I drink? They don't care. You can I drink don't have to talk. No, okay. you don't have to talk. You you choose poses, but you have to be fully still for two minutes, fully still for five minutes, fully still for ten minutes, and then fully still for two 15-minute sections. So I'll lay down. He plays music while you do it. I'm requesting all twerk. I'm requesting <laughs> um, Ma- Mag the like, Stallion. I want Mag the Stallion and Wicked alternating back and forth. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, I do want to promote, I want to remind everyone that literally this weekend, literally tomorrow after this airs, uh, is July 25th, and I'm hosting the Bear World Magazine house party, which you can watch at twitch.tv slash bearworldmag, and you can find out more information at bearworldmag.com slash July. Meatball has a performance in it, Lucy mm-hmm. Stool, DDM, um, uh, Nakia, who was on The Voice, uh, a singer from Chicago named Cloud Stomper. There's some international fish involved. It's really going to be a big old uh, bear show. And we're raising money for For the Girls and Colors Youth Network. 
$10 suggested donation. It airs at 5 p.m. on the East Coast, which is... 2 p.m. <laughs> over here, baby. Daytime shows. If you're looking for something to do in the middle of the day, because it's hot, Yeah, watch this. Also, on July 30th, I'm doing a, a, an online live concert with Digital Pride Fest. Yes. And also... What are you doing? Hold on. You're pulling it up. I'm pulling it up because I'm in three shows. I'm yes, doing... come on. I felt like you took a break, but now you're back. Yeah, I'm back. I mean, it was hard. Okay, also, today at 7 p.m., I will be doing Nikki Jizz's Reparations, an all-black drag show. Yes. Um, be there or be racist. Are you uh, going to be a pregnant Onika? Is that your fantasy? I Well, I think I might. <laughs> and then uh, on, on August 3rd at 9 p.m., I'll be doing... Tenderoni's throwback attack, which was we talked about her, but then we've had to move it because of the uh-huh. everything in the world. And uh, I think that's it. I know there's one more, but I'll get there one day. Amazing! I'm excited for that Nikki Jizz show. I am too. I think it'll be very fun. It's, it's a good Fran- show to collect white money, and it's money. not just San Francisco queens. It's people from all over. So I love that. So uh, one more thing before we get into our amazing interview with drag legend Detox. Uh, in August, we're gonna switch it up. Over oh, here at yes! Sloppy Seconds. We have starting in August. Get pack your pussies up because things are uh changing, you dumb right. little fucks, you sloppy little fucks. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, you maybe can call you'll be sloppy. maybe you'll be hearing that song more often. Yeah. Or maybe you will enjoy maybe more maybe, investigative journalism. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll be enjoying the show uh at a faster rate or more. Anyways, we're going to give be, you more information. You're going to be getting a lot of information. But as people love and to say, and a lot say, of it will be wrong on social media, exciting announcement about a new project, new developments. No, what is secret it? Secret project. project. Secret <laughs> project. Ooh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you, but I But am no, working. it's coming, but I'm working. Yeah. So, uh literally next week, we're going to switch it up. We're switching we're switching it up. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef-crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like oh baby i don't have to think about this Mm -hmm. like it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay. What do you have to say about our guest? Our guest is a beautiful, 
hardworking, imaginative drug user and drag queen <laughs> with amazing fashion sense uh, uh a perfectly lovely and calming disposition and uh iconic artistic expression she loves a neon please welcome to the stage hi detox how are you I'm well, how are you? I am doing great. So, um, just to start, you are not in Chicago right now. You are on am, I'm not the island Chicago. of broken dreams, Fire Island. Oh. I am on I am on Fire Island. Um, but I am in Cherry Grove, which is the, the calmer lesbian area of the island. That seems <laughs> it like, so like a lesbian home. There's a lot of exposed wood, some shiplap, I see. There's some shiplap. It is, they said that your home is very lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, iconic and ironic because she is, in fact, a lesbian. So <laughs> I'm here with my girlfriend, Gina, who runs My Best Judy um, and represents a bunch of the Rue girls that she's got a house. She's had a house here, what, 30 years that you've had this house? Um, and it's been a long time since I've been here. And um, I'm doing a little private function for 20 people on Wednesday. And obviously I need the money. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck it. I mean, I was all come for two weeks in quarantine on Fire Island. That's wow. incredible. Yeah, so I'm excited. It's nice to kind of, it's nice to a... Um, I've been staying with my sister and her her family for the past several months while my house is being renovated. So it's nice to kind of have a break from that and be around queer energy um, and also like not feel guilty about sitting around and watching murders all day and doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What is a show for 20 people like on Fire Island? Like what sort of precautions? I don't know. I will tell you after it happens. Okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. We went, we, I went over there. I got in, um, on Saturday evening and we went and had dinner at the place where I'm doing it. And, um, you know, I met the guy who's throwing the event. Um, and it sounds like, I mean, they had, like, I walked into the house and there was a, a, a bucket of wrapped masks, like little oh, masks, nice. like disposable masks, hand sanitizer. So like already I felt okay. Right. Um, about that aspect of it. And the fact that they seem like they're, you know, treating the whole situation really responsibly. Um, and, uh, you know, there's like these different balconies and patio levels, and I'll be performing on one balcony away from everybody who's going to be in the pool. Oh, word. So that makes me feel, you know, as long as I know what I'm doing, my part in staying away from people, yeah. I think that I feel much, I was really nervous about it, to be honest, going into it. Um, but I feel well, a little bit more at ease, but I'll, I mean, I'll let you know on Wednesday how it goes. Yeah, so, I mean, it is a whole new world. We were sort of jokingly talking about like, you know, hush hush we all know they're like filming drag race or getting ready to and i was like right. are they gonna make like a plexiglass like like pope cube at the end for the guest <laughs> judges because Did everyone else imagine? will be quarantined. right i didn't even think about the judges that's well, the a good judges point. will probably just have to self-quarantine for like you know, think a celebrity before? guest judge is gonna be like self-quarantining to do a Listen, one day world of wonder isn't known for following any rules ah! ever <laughs> Legally, uh, producer-wise, paying staff. Like, it's just... So, I don't think they can. That part. I'm sure as long as, like, that judge is, like, only on the panel and six feet away from Rue, they're fine. I want to see a little plexiglass box. Yeah, that's Rue what might I be in a, in a Pope <laughs> box. I know. I want to see Rue in, like, a Pope box. That would be hilarious. <laughs> you just moved to Chicago. So, let's start... Like, I want to ask you about your experience in Chicago. You love it there. And you moved across the street from your sister. I do. I love it there. I've been there for a little over two years. This is, you know, that with everything that's going on, it's the longest I've been in one place in years, and it's the longest I've been in this house at all. So it's nice to kind of um, to be there. But, I, you know, at the same time, I started doing renovations before COVID broke out. Um, so I was kind of preparing to be on the road while all that was happening and making money. And instead I've been stuck at my sister's house because I'm out of money and I can't continue the work. (laughs) Wait, I love that you casually say I started renovations. No, you gutted a house. You gutted a house to turn it into a club. (laughs) You like the bones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the bones is there. (laughs) I think it's just been a hard time for like everybody. Um, 
and it's it's interesting hearing from drag queens that haven't been on Drag Race, like their experience with this and how mm-hmm. they're fighting to make money. But like, as someone who's elevated in the world of drag and you've made a ton of money and you've been doing this for so long, how is it affecting you? Like, I know you said you don't have money to renovate your house, but like on a personal level, how is it affecting your life? It's, I mean... I I, th- I think we're all in a, it's really normalized all of us really when you look at queer performers yeah. and nightlife entertainers and anybody who works in nightlife like um, yes I am on I have been on Drag Race and I have the success from that but at the same time we're all on the same to me we're yeah. all on the same playing field and so when something like this happens it really normalizes all of us like it brings us all into you know we're all forced to kind of grow and deal with this new situation and it's it's been really inspiring to see all of these queens that you wouldn't necessarily know about if it weren't for all this digital drag Mm -hmm. which i really appreciate and seeing how innovative and creative and um and i mean we were talking about it like all these digital shows are they're so exhausting to do and these girls are turning out such amazing content and I'm over here, like, s- sweating and YouTubing how to fucking edit a video on, on iMovie. <laughs> like, so it's, I like to step I'm like, wow, I'm an old woman when it comes to, <laughs> that. like, I don't know how to navigate in this new digital realm. And I've been trying my hardest to try to do it. And I w- I'm exhausted by it. And, you know, you spend, like we were talking, you spend a week creating, like, a mm-hmm. video. And then you put it out there and you maybe make $50 and you're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the the digital drag playing field is completely level now because, mm-hmm. well, I'm not making any money off of any of those numbers anymore. It's wild. And, and when it first I mean, happened, yeah, I was yeah. like, I paid my rent after one show. Right. Because well, people were really excited for this like yeah. two or three week period to like experience something new. And now everyone's like uh who knows if i'm still working who knows if there's another stimulus check comes mm-hmm. who knows what's going on like i'll give you a dollar if i really like your show but girl i'm not gonna throw you a 15 dollar tip because i liked your little number where you ate a, a roast chicken in the living <laughs> exactly. room exactly we don't that's have what your anymore. art looks like right roast that's chicken. what my art is fried chicken in the living room <laughs> fried chicken in the living room art. detox do you think that you could finish renovating your house if you sold all your designer clothes I'm selling my designer clothes. You are? I oh am. My God. That's the thing. Is like there's well, especially I've put on some COVID pounds. Well, for also sure. if you've already worn it, sell it. And that's yeah. Like I, I, I <laughs> some sold some of them are legacy pieces. Some of them are legacy pieces, but I also like I sold my um, my insurance look from Drag Race season five. The... I put I put that on eBay. I, I just sold my Mugler suit that I wore. Um, as Nancy Grace on Snatch Game. Wow. wow. You know, and it's all. I mean, it's things that I'm. Uh, a, I'm not going to wear again that right. don't fit anymore, that will bring joy to somebody else that is doing me no good staying at home. And I have bills to pay. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and it's like, it's weird, but it's also like, I always thought that I wouldn't sell my shit on eBay because I just thought there was something tacky about it. But, you know, I've gone through my house. I've finally unpacked things. I'm like, I have no use for all this shit. I might as right. well get rid of it. Yeah, I think I think that's great because I think I think you're totally right on that. There there's someone out there that when they open that box and they they're like, "Oh my god, Detox wore this on television. This is iconic." And they get to own it. Like that's really incredible. It, yeah, like the guy who got it, he lives in um the UK and he messaged me and he was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe." It was cuz there was a bidding war for it, which I thought was fun. Yes. Um, but he was like, "I can't believe I got this. My boyfriend, you know, I got it for my boyfriend for Christmas. It's so, you know, so exciting." And so I like threw in a bunch of merch for him and was like, here's, you know. Oh, that's incredible. Here's a little package. <laughs> and then they just send you a video of them like fucking on top of it. Yes, that's what I want. I'm like, use the Mugler suit as a cum rag. Just... <laughs> and then send it back to me. <laughs> yeah. It's interactive that way. Oh, my um, gosh. Let's go back in the day to like pre-television uh, before even the beginnings of Drag Race. I know you got into drag very young. You got into the club scene very young. You got into performing very young. What was your, like, L.A. life like? Sort Did you of... spend a lot of time at Peanuts? <laughs> I was No, Peanuts wasn't around when I got to L.A. Oh, man. I know. I kept, I heard all, like, heard all these stories about how amazing Peanuts was, and um, unfortunately, I missed it. There was a bunch of places that I missed because I, I moved to L.A., um, in January of 2008, 
Um, and I moved there with like no intentions on doing drag really anymore because I had been doing it for quite a while in Florida and just was like, oh, it's, you know, it's not really working. And I moved to LA to help my sister with her daughter while she was finishing law school and to be like wow. a stylist. So like I, at first I was a, a stylist. <laughs> it was right. I got hired as a specialist at Forever 21. Okay. Oh! Which was funny because it was like, this new position that they had available because they had like this curated line called, God, what was it called? Curated at Forever 21? It was a curated line (laughs) from local designers in LA. It was at the, the, um, the Pasadena location okay. and they had like this oh. new position and I was like I felt so fierce I was like yes I'm gonna be a stylist at Forever 21 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and man. that's gonna be and that's gonna be my stepping stone into this the world of styling um and I'll, that lasted like a month or so and then I was like I feel like doing drag <laughs> oh wow to, Jackie Jackie Beat asked me to come and do her show uh, I think she was out of town and she was like will you go in and you know host my show or be a special guest on my show I can't remember what it was and I was like of course and literally from like there, it was like nonstop. Like I started getting gigs after gig after gig, which was great. You know, moving to LA was a really great catapult into my real forte into drag. So when you first started, you were underage, but like what who were the other girls that were in the scene that were underage with you? Was it Mayhem? When and when did you meet Will? Well, I was no, and I was when did Vicky Box tw- get involved? And then when did one of you stab a refrigerator? Okay. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Those are a lot of questions and let me try to um, unpack them. (laughs) I I wasn't underage when I moved to LA. I was in, I was underage in Florida when I started doing drag and that was like when I was 15, 16 years old. So I didn't really know. I mean, that's when Roxy and I became friends, but we were, I think we were 18 when we met. Um, Okay. Was that not the best lip sync assassin of the season? Roxy. Oh, ever. Yes. 100%. 100%. Who do you She's think the best lip sync assassin is ever, um, of all time? Oh, I don't know. That's a good one. I think they did Kennedy I would, dirty this oh, week. Why did they give they her did. that song? When that, I, I mean, that, that choice of a song, period, was just yeah. a, a choice. I've, I've, I know a lot of drag queens have considered doing that song and then listened to it once and been like, this is too many words and not enough chorus. <laughs> Right, and it just doesn't go anywhere, really. Yeah. I mean, it's an iconic song, obviously, but it's, sto- but it's like it's an iconic song for a, an impersonator, really. Yes, like who's for that? walking around a brunch grabbing dollars. Who is right. that really famous Reba impersonator? What's their name? Who oh God, um, Reba at the Reba shows. Yes. Um, Have you seen oh, those clips? People, they. Like- I know they look exactly like her. They and do like, the tiny we- top lip. Reba's on stage or whatever, and then like throws it out to the balcony, and then like Reba's in the balcony, but it's actually just a queen, but they're like identical <laughs> twins. That's incredible. Cody Collins. Cody, Cody Collins, Co- yes. Cody, Cody Collins. Cody Collins. <laughs> when Roxy no, Cody revealed the singer. Oh, okay. When we Roxy revealed that thick and juicy on her ass. I mean, Ooh. come on. Ooh. She looks so good. She's the best drag queen in the world. I agree. She's the blueprint. Yeah, and she's here to make it clear. Now I want to talk about some other <laughs> television shows that you've been on. What oh was your botched experience? And when you went there, was it kind of a half a joke, or was it for for real, for real? No, it was for real, for real. Um, because you know, when I was young and I started getting all my silicone work done, I wanted to have my abs put in, and it's the one thing that I really regret doing because it just isn't aesthetically pleasing to me. And it also just looks funky. And it's like anytime, like, especially right now that I'm a little thicker, like I still have this weird abs like situation on my belly. So it's like, you know, God forbid when I'm old and fat and, and gray, I'm still going to have these little fucking abs coming out of my stomach that look pretty alien. So I really wanted to have them removed. And um, they were really, really great. They were really kind. The doctors were amazing. The whole production team was amazing. But they wanted to give me like a full, they wanted to give me a tummy tuck essentially, like open me up, Whoa. Scrape, every, scrape everything out, and then I would have essentially like a C-section scar. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't want to do that. Is that Wait. the only way to remove them? Or- 
I don't. I mean, there are other laparoscopically, like through a hole and just stretch your skin there or something. There's other ways to do it. Like I've been actually having um, treatments done at my med spa in Chicago um, called the Venus treatment, which is like a radio radio frequency laser, essentially. And it sounds glamorous. And it's designed for it. <laughs> the Venus. It's the Venus. The Venus. The, the Venus. Yeah, anytime you see my stories and I'm like getting like sucked and like <laughs> it looks like I'm getting um yeah, those know. are the those are the private stories where I'm getting sucked. But it's, uh, <laughs> but it looks like I'm getting an ultrasound. It's kind of, mm. So it basically it melts everything and it has it's done an amazing job, actually. I was kind of under the impression that there was nothing I could do about it other than getting scraped out and they've done an amazing job. So I'm like all so supple and smooth. What is supple? What is the difference supple, between like breast implants and pec implants? Is it just like size and shape? Because you, size you do and have shape. your chest, right? I do, but it's all silicone injections. Everything I've had done is silicone injections, and which so is really dangerous and really it. illegal. So oh, I don't so have like free floating. It's free floating, um, and I don't recommend it. So anybody who's listening, I know that it's a big thing in our community, and a lot of people, but a lot of people don't do it anymore because it is dangerous. And I'm very lucky; I had a really good guy do. I mean, granted, it was all done illegally, but I had a guy who knew what he was doing and did it all well and did it with proper medical grade silicone. And you know, I haven't haven't had any complications, knock on wood. And it's been quite a while since I've had any work done. Um, <laughs> that kind of work done <laughs> well we had uh, we had a gentleman on the show who you may know probably. who has his dick and balls pumped with silicone he came on the show no believe it <laughs> no his name is <laughs> you know him anyways katia like put us in contact with him and then he came on the show she would showed it to us and he pulled his dick out and we looked at it and we talked about it and we're like fascinated by that idea of um especially i mean i could understand like like to me like the chest or the butt like obviously like you said it's dangerous but that feels like a little like oh yeah plump it up but like to Mm -hmm. go into your dick or into your balls like that feels so wild right that feels what and i excuse me i know a few people who have had that done and who have done it and it's like i i I guess i get why they wanted to do it but to me it's just like I mean, there's a lot of movement that happens down there. Yeah. So I'm always like wondering about the mechanics of it. And my main concern when he was showing it to us was I was like, do you lose any feeling? And he was like, no, it feels exactly the same. Just giant. (laughs) Did you did you lose feeling in your like abs or in your chest? No, no. And if anything, honestly, like um, because there's so much scar tissue there from where like the injections happen, like you feel things a little more, honestly, it's a little, um, Ah. I feel like that. I don't know about on the dick, but (laughs) maybe that's the case. So your abs are an erogenous zone for you, huh? No, no. (laughs) Play me like, play me like a washboard. I'm like, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about pop stars because you have <laughs> relationships with a lot of different pop stars. You got Kesha. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Robin. Yes. And I don't know how to say her name. Roshin. Ro- Roshin. Roshin. Yeah. Roshin. <laughs> Roshin Murphy. There should and be an H. There, you know what? You pe- tell her that I said that she should put an H in her name. Since oh, no. That's like Irish. Like that's a classical it's Irish yes. name. It's like a Gaelic name. What'd you mm-hmm. call me, bitch? Okay. <laughs> I need so- a Gaelic, actually. <laughs> Ooh. You yeah, have you hooked up with anybody since quarantine? What about no, my question uh... that I just asked? Well, I, I'm asking her about getting her dick sucked. <laughs> so it overrides what you were going to ask. No, I have not. Okay. Dipper, your question? Okay, so how did you form relationships with these pop stars? Because I think that's... Such an incredible thing. And I also think they're like all such different artists and they all love you and you've like worked with them. I don't know. It's wild, honestly, because I mean, my relationship with Kesha is different because we met right before her album came out and I was hired to be in her a music video that was going to be her lead single um, called Backstabber. And then they changed the single last minute to TikTok. Which I mean, obviously, was great for her. Arguably, um, a good and so move, sure, yeah, and we, <laughs> you know, we we hit it off on set. Like she was so much fun to be around, and you know, our energies just vibed, and we kept in contact. And she would come out to my shows, and we ho before she like blew up, and 
Um, and we just, you know, kept in touch and like cultivated a relationship that way. And, um, uh, and she's amazing. And, you know, obviously we're still close and, and we keep she trying and to like, all work at the same company. Oh yeah, hip dot. They did yes. my makeup and casual. Yes, mm. swipe up. <laughs> you know you've been the number one seller for me. You've been helping me out the most. Oh no way! <laughs> how do you track that? We don't. Yeah, I'm how do you track she's that? Where's where, yeah? Most. Where am I? Where's oh. my cut? Check your Venmo. Detox seems to get paid for promotion. No, but oh, you've been very I'm, helpful. Thank you so much. No, oh, I'm happy to do it. I, I I appreciate you, and I love you, and I support you, and I want everyone else to support you. And it's a really great product. Thank you. Yeah. It's Yet really another great. endorsement, Meatball. Look at that. Tons of free it only labor gave, It only gave me a little pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you used whip crack. The pinkest <laughs> of all pinks. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, then, so, but how did yeah. you get in contact with Robin? Because that's the one, like she's my go, like go to. I love. Robin. She's everything. She's the goat. I've been, I'm, a, I've been a huge fan of Robin since I was a kid, like since the '90s and Show Me Love. Like I was, I loved that album. And then when I rediscovered her with her self-titled album that came out in like what 20, 2007 or two thousand eight, whenever it came out, right. I was like, oh my god, this is that bitch that I loved when I was a kid. Yeah. And then you know, Body Talk happened, and Body Talk happened in a really pivotal moment in my life. It's like my I had just lost my boyfriend. I really dove into that album. It was very therapeutic for me. And my roommate, Lori, and I at the time um, basically just would follow her around and go to as many shows as we could. And so, like, one year, I think we saw her, like, 20 times maybe, just, like, all over the place. Wow. Following that tour. And, you know, she, you know, I think because we were such stalkers. (laughs) Roadies. Yeah, we were such roadies that she, you know, um, just kind of, like, I don't know, like fed our egos and like really was appreciative of the support and would, you know, we have little matching Robin tattoos, Lori and I, and so we would show them. Like, hers is by her pussy, so she wouldn't show it, but I'd always be like, look at my tattoo, like <laughs> Well, and, I'm sure you also just weren't attending the shows. I'm sure you looked good while you were doing it. Yeah. Well, of course. Serving. It's a moment. <laughs> you know, and she's a huge fan of Drag Race, so it was funny, like, you know, obviously I hadn't done, I hadn't filmed Drag Race when I started following her around, and then after doing Drag Race, she was like, oh my god, I remember the first time I saw her after, you know, you know, all of my success from Drag Race was at, I think it was in San Francisco. We were at one of her shows, and um, Lori and I were back where by where her tour bus was, being stalkers. And <laughs> she came up and like gave me a huge hug, and she's like, "I'm so proud of you! Congratulations for all your success!" Oh wow! <laughs> that oh, was the and it's it's every time I see her, it's like I just have like goosebumps thinking about her right now. She's always been so kind to us and so sweet, and she's just so amazing and. Um, and the same with Rorschach, like stalking her and Mayhem and Morgan and I are all huge fans. And um, we were all in the UK a, co- a few years ago and Morgan and I found out that Rorschach was doing a show in Ireland. So we like surprised Mayhem and took her for her birthday. And then um, ever since then, we just, you know, kept in touch. And we did uh, that photo shoot together a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah for like Loverboy um, magazine. Or for Loverboy magazine, yeah. yeah. And they they reached out to her and asked her like, "Hey, we were thinking about doing a drag, including a drag queen in this." And she goes, "Oh, perfect! Invite Detox. I want Detox to do it." And That's I think that was the, the fastest email I've ever responded to. I, <laughs> I got the email and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> oh I'm in. God. I'm in." And it was, uh, you know, it was so much fun and she's amazing and it's so talented and so kind and also wild. And I really appreciated how wild she is. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you so- do have a deep appreciation for music. You are um, the best white rapping drag queen that there is. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there like an infamous Wait, what story? A- what about Cake Moss? No, I'm just Isn't there an infamous story about you back in the DWV days where like they had to drag you out of a taxi cab and you recorded one like a verse just once and it was perfect? Oh, you yeah. Were so I can't remember what song it was, but I remember having a really wild night and Vicky like picked me up back in, in a cab. I think it was still when taxis were a thing. And I still had like the makeup on from the night before and I was wearing crazy shorts and she like threw me in a taxi and I was like fucking pissed. 
about having to do anything. I was like, I don't want to fucking do this song. This song is stupid. I can't remember what song it was, but I remember going in there and like laying it down and being like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yes, book it. A one take queen. Hit maker. A hit maker. Hit maker, so, honey. Hit maker. You, you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a lot of singles, but you've never put out like a, like a full project, right? No, I was going to do an EP a few years ago and then everything kind of like, um, it, it took too long to like get together. Then I got distracted by another project that I started focusing more of my attention on. So I have like an EP that I've been sitting on and I feel like it's been too late to release it now. So now I'm like trying to figure out either updating it or doing like a remix version of it and releasing it right. as an, an EP and then having some new material. But it's, yeah, I'm, I'm uninspired. And I like, also I just, I hate listening to myself. I, I don't like <laughs> stuff and I want to be like, put out stuff that I like and that I want, right. like, I don't want to just put shit out just to have shit out. Yeah. I, you know? yeah, I understand that. There's also like, especially with producing stuff on the internet, there's like this weird thing where obviously people are still making music and you know videos and stuff that feel like classics that will really stand the test of time but Mm -hmm. there's also something of like an expiration date especially with internet content creating i'm really slow to put stuff out like i'll record a whole thing and it'll take me a year to like get it all together right then i put it out and i'm like is this even relevant anymore? And so I really right. understand that idea. And it's like, you know, when you put stuff out, you want to have like a whole package of it. Like you yeah. want to do like great, great <laughs> videos yeah. and great, like all these things to all go in at once. So it resonates more. And so it has more of an impact, but it's, it's really difficult to do that shit, especially with, you know, granted I'm not on the road now, but being on the road constantly made that very difficult, like finding time to try to squeeze things in. And um, the coins. I mean, sometimes and the coins. It's yeah, and it's a lot of money. Like, yeah, but, when you self-produce everything, it's you know, it's, it can be very costly. And then at the end of the day, it's really is it worth it because you spend so much money just to have content out there that really doesn't you know generate revenue. Really, is yeah. Moves still an app? I was looking at some of your old videos, and it looks like those were sponsored by some app that at one point was a thing that they it wanted was, gay people it, to use. It was, it was like Moves was like Instagram? a gay, it was like a gay social network um, thing. And I think it's still around, but it was really, it was bigger overseas. Oh, yeah. got it. Like it's, um, I think it was developed in, um, in like Tel Aviv or Israel or something. And it was really big for um, the communities there that don't necessarily have representation. And um, I think that that's why it was a big thing. And so they, they sponsored a couple of my videos um, and they work really well with Brad Hammer, and they do a lot of stuff with him. I think they're oh, still right. around. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I always take that shit for granted. Like, you know, there are so many other people who they like aren't out in other countries on their Instagram. They have an Instagram yeah. right. page, but they're like, oh, all my gay shit is like on this private other page. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's one like thing that we Hornet do take for granted. Is, is like it's like what? <laughs> that's what like Hornet was. It was like a gay news media app thing, but it was only popular in like other countries. Yeah. Anyway, you're on a lot of Wow Present show. But she is a global entertainment icon. You are a global icon, icon on the <laughs> oh Work the God. World tours. You are one of the favorites. You've been doing, how many of them did you do? I did them all. I did all of them. Um, and then this last one in Australia and Asia was my last one. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they they kind of screwed me over in a sense for which granted it's not that it matters anymore because everything's canceled this year. But we were going to do a European one, um, and I was going to do the whole thing. But I had a, a my best girlfriend from high school was getting married, and they wouldn't let me have that time off. And instead of like working with me on my schedule, which they told me they were going to, they just removed me period from the schedule and didn't mm-hmm. tell me. And so for months, I was obviously like, I had blocked off three months of my fucking calendar yeah. and was not accepting gigs. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we went with somebody else. And I was like, well, that's pretty fucked up to do, do it that way. So I was like, right. fuck you guys. <laughs> and then, of course, now that all of this is going on, I'm like, I could have done a digital show. <laughs> You're like, me, where's, the where's the driving? Where's the driving? I'll come to I the like driving. <laughs> <laughs> so Meatball got to tour with you. Um, uh, a little bit uh, with you taught Holy me tea. the ways of touring correctly, and um, <laughs> you taught me the ways of putting my things back in my suitcase the way they came out. <laughs> Did I teach you that? Yeah, because you were like, if you start put, because you walked by my suitcase and it was a mess, and you're like, you know, if you put it away the way it comes out, and then you like showed me your bag, 
which BJ was packing, by I the way. I was going to say, I was like, well, I have a, I, at least I have a BJ on the road with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only BJ I get. Uh, <laughs> oh, true. Your representation on the work the world while presents TV show is very similar to what Meatball said, that you are um, a good time gal, but totally chill and calm and a total pro. And basically, if anyone has an issue, they're like, let's see what Detox thinks about this, because she'll probably have the best answer (laughs) Mm -hmm. to how to solve something. That's tea, which is so weird, because it's like totally like I don't ever see myself as that person, because to me, I'm like just like this crazy flighty like rambunctious person <laughs> and it's funny to like i think well maybe i've just grown up a lot in the past couple of years but it's funny to like hear that and to see that like i watched the doc the, the work the world doc and i was like oh my god i am kind of like a a, a hard ass <laughs> which is so weird i wouldn't say a hard ass but like a professional like i don't know it happens during the show it's like when the show starts you turn into like the professional that needs to be there for the show and then when it's over you're like okay we can all have fun again like i don't see why that's like a disappointing thing oh no i don't think it's disappointing but i also think that that's taught me how to to work the way that i do is because i do want to go out and enjoy myself and i want to enjoy like the company of everyone who i'm on the road with and everything and like go experience nightlife places and like I'm a, I'm a good time gal so yeah. I that's to me like the quicker I'm done with everything and the, the less I have to do at the end of the night is more time for me to go get wild exactly. well, so- it, also, <laughs> it also just seems crazy that people after you've been doing I mean you've been essentially on the road for like a decade at this yeah. point yeah. and so it seems crazy that people go like oh if I could get in and out of the venue in six hours from like when we arrived to like get ready to meet and greet to break and then the show and then pack up and leave. If I can do that, why would I spend 10 hours when it right. can only take yeah. so it just sort of like you go prioritize here, but some yeah, people, for sure. It was interesting in watching that thing that Valentina's whole narrative was, um, I think I just love my fantasy too much. She wants to spend 16 hours like doing that. Yeah, she loves that process. And it's like, you know, after after touring with her and working with her, I have such a different respect for her and like a new appreciation for her. And I mean, I I truly love that kid. But I also think, you know, she she lives in that fantasy. And (laughs) a lot of times that fantasy (laughs) is very self self serving. (laughs) you know, and that was that would be frustrating because you know we're all we we all have the same amount of time. We all know what the schedule is. So if you know it's going to take you a certain time to do things, then start doing it earlier. So yes, that's the that's the thing. That's the once you start holding up things, it's like it's it's affecting everyone else around you, and it's selfish. Truly. So um, let's take a really quick break, but oh. then when we come back, I want to talk um, DWV stuff. And now we're back. Oh my god! Do you know Wicked? Do I know Wicked? Oh, yeah, the... <laughs> yes. Wait, that was the actual that note. That was before. really good. I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> slay, slay, queen. Um, okay. Speaking of DW, speaking of vocalists, speaking of vocalists, yeah, come on, transition. Well, I I want to ask, and I know I'll never know the answer as to why y'all broke up because you're all keeping it a secret. No, they've all talked I about mean, it. I don't think so. I think it's just like it. Um, there was a lot of shit. It was really ugly there for a while. Like we were just, you know. I think we were so close and then we were on top of each other and it was like, there wasn't really, I don't, I don't, I don't it was really weird. And there was, I, I felt like I was in the middle of everything because it was basically like Willem and Vicky and their like feud. And then I was like a middleman mm-hmm. and playing both sides because I just didn't want to be involved. And then that kind of complacency was also not healthy for any of us. Yeah. Um, so it just was, yeah, I, I don't think that there was like one determining factor. I think it was just a lot of, pent up shit and then not really dealing with it properly and then it just you know well even with all of that going on y'all were all still able to be like the number one drag girl group you like traveled the world and none of y'all had been on drag race yet willem had done drag race and i um 
I, like, while we were touring DWV with, like, the Chow Down video, I went to go film, and then we came back and did um, all the other singles. But that Chow Down was, uh, like, the... That's the tea. That's what I heard. I think Willem mentioned this, that, like, y'all were literally on a gig at the Parliament House or something, like... We were in Florida. Been... We were, like, in a... Yeah, and we were stuck. We were in. We were in. Where were Jacksonville? We were in Jacksonville. We had like this crazy weekend gig that we did a bunch of different shows in Jacksonville, and then a hurricane was coming, and I was about to get stuck in Florida because all the airports were closing and everything. Oh my storm god! Was in. And I was like freaking out, and I was on the phone with my manager at the time. And I was like, "I, you have to get me out of here because I go to film Drag Race like tomorrow, yeah. and I still have to finish all of my you know last minute shit." And I'm going to be stuck here in Florida. So we had the to next- drive the next day. Yeah, so the, we, the airport was closed in Jacksonville. We had to find somebody to drive us to Orlando where I got on a flight. And, That's and insane. Yeah, I landed in the morning. Um, I finished packing my bags. And then I got picked up that evening. Oh, was my gosh. Shit. So, so did it you, was like... When- when you were there, were you like, fuck, I wish I had some other garments or I wish I had prepared more? I mean, because you fucking, oh, for like, sure. you nailed it, though. First, oh, thank you. But like, I was definitely underprepared. And I, like, I mean, I was prepared in a sense, but I, def- like, there was a lot of things, like, I forgot some shit. The entrance look that I had planned on doing was, like, this whole um, Patrick Nagel theme. Oh. And I was going to come in body painted and look like a Patrick Nagel. It was kind of like this whole thing, uh, like this whole story in my mind with the black and white thing at the finale and this whole moment, like it was a journey. Um, obviously, I, and I got to the hotel room and was like setting everything up to start filming the next couple of days and realized I had left the entire look uh, in, in the closet at my house. And I was like, oh my God, what else did I leave? I like, I left a bunch of shit that I planned on bringing. And so that was, and I was, of course, like I was staying like a mile or two away from my house. And I was like, can I just go go home really quick? And they were like, no. Girl. So it was like stressful. And I'm like, I mean, I I love what I wore, obviously, because it ended up being iconic. But And you made some money off it on eBay. So there you go. Yeah, I did. There it is. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about sex. Yeah, we're going to get to the sex portion of the show. Finally. Are you ready for our new segment? And it's not new. It's old. It's been here. It's called (laughs) Fuck Fuck Talk. Meatball, okay, no, you're getting fired. Detox, you can't do it anymore because you're making me sound bad. It's perfect. <laughs> we all know you're a top. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> but do you hey, fuck with your nails on? I do, yeah. It's Have weird, but I totally do. People do, like do you, you to like massage their scalp. People do like to massage, like their scalps massaged. And yeah. I always feel weird because there's like, it, I usually have like, you know, beautiful, crazy, decorated, long talons whenever I'm on the road. So it's always weird for me to be like, oh, and like playing the flute with these fucking claws where I feel like an <laughs> 80s porn star. Well, for certain, I don't fucking. It gives a, an experience. I yeah, think for I certain gentlemen callers, that's what they're looking for. I guess. I mean, I don't you ever, ever tickle fucking the ball drag because Tickle the balls. I cut I cut my balls all the time with my nails because oh, I like no. forget that they're so sharp. That's why I had to stop getting stilettos because I was like you circumcising cut myself your again. Balls? That's accidental. Like when you're washing and things, you like when you have really sharp stiletto nails, you can end up Dang. you know, doing some damage. I once got acrylic nails thinking that it was gonna save me so much time for my <laughs> drag and stuff, and they were just black little coffin nails. And I tell you, I took a Dremel, like, the next day and just <laughs> filed them off. I hated it. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't You get used to it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's like a, it's a process. The, I, the only good so thing about it was clicking on things. Was, like, tapping. Yep, there it is. <laughs> but I don't have like, – these are my, like, regular nails. But I've been, like, this whole – the whole time in quarantine. I know we're not – we're supposed to be talking about sex. But um, I've, I've been taking all these, like, gummy supplements. And I've been – eating the fuck out of these biotin ones for my hair and nails and my oh, hair yeah. my nails are like so fierce so i'm like living right now is that it, wasn't nicole move. kidman the the like spokesperson for like a hair and nail supplement but like we've only ever seen nicole kidman in wigs in wigs yes yes, <laughs> yes that is her tea i'm wondering if it made her hair fall out because i'm like you are always ah! in a wig mama <laughs> what she are thinks these she's fooling us right so her wigs are, are human hair, yeah. but they're We're all human. human. 
Yeah. Speaking of which, I just got a human hair wig. I got my first human hair wig. Your I first? I don't know where the hair came from, and it makes me uncomfortable. Well, thoughts. Did they have? Were they uh, invisible lace and 175 density? And oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what? She ordered human hair wigs off of this Facebook ad, and then it took like what four or five months for them to no, get. No, it was to like you? two or three months probably two. to get to me, and they showed up when they were definitely not human and definitely were, not lace. And there wasn't very, a lace. It was a hard was front no plastic lace wig. to be found. And they what were see through. Threw them in the garbage can. <laughs> I was so annoyed. And then I emailed them. I was like very caring about it and emailed them. I was like, you guys are fraudulent. This is a fraud. How dare you? I want an immediate refund for the $70. <laughs> who, who is your And they favorite? were like, oh my God, really? Send us a picture of the wigs. I was like, fuck you. You know what they look like. I would have sent, the, I sent them that video that you took. Trying them all on. Oh, girl. Wait, who's your favorite wig company? Oh. Or um, some of them. Like, who whose wigs do you like to wear? Well, I love Sarah Andrews and 1-800-WIG mm. Takeout. And I love Wigs and Grace because I've worked with them all for so long. Um, and they always just do it right. But those are, like, my two go-tos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, I have a, a few different. There's um, a guy in London, Stephen Austin, who does some of my human hair wigs. And he does really great work and does really fun colors. Take He's notes, always been really good to me. Um. <laughs> I just don't think I have a face for a human hair wig. You know, I need a lot of hair. You need a lot of hair, and it's like hard to do that with with human wigs. With human, yeah. This one is a human hair wig with eight bundles sewn into it. So Ooh, it's, huge. it's enormous. Wow. I keep like begging Roxy to make me hair. I'm like, please make me fucking. She, she makes such good hair. I'm like, please just make me hair. Monique oh, Hart makes really good hair too. She does. Yes. Speaking of other people who've had sex on tour. Do yeah, you... let's talk about sex. <laughs> I want to know, do you, like, if you are performing and you look out in the crowd and you see, like, yes. a cute boy who's living for you, you fuck Yes, them? yes. <laughs> and that doesn't, like, blur any sort of lines in your head or, like, feel weird? It, um, it depends, honestly, because, well, I, I'm very rambunctious and a huge flirt, but I'm also, like, um, totally shy and, like, nervy about sex a lot so i'm always like it's like if i meet you at the meet and greet and you're super flirty and i see you on grinder and we talk on grinder it's potential usually right. i just like end up like meeting were you oh you weren't with me this was australia i met this guy in australia who i like fell in love with and totally Aww. i'm like obsessed with but he you also has australia. the world's yes he's got the biggest dick i think i've ever seen <laughs> and it was really, i would like I was, to see it oh <laughs> I'll, no, don't next send time it I'm, to me. I was going to say, I'm not going to send it to you, but next time I'm with you, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, don't. don't, don't uh, no, no digital transmission of right. information. But fucking fans is really, is really bizarre and strange because a lot of times they just want to... I remember like I, there was this, <laughs> this twink that works in London that I would always see when I would work in London. And he like it does like the stage management at this one show. And I would always be like, I'm going to get you one day. And then one day I got him. And the whole time I'm like eating his ass. And he's just like, how's RuPaul? And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Uh, what's RuPaul like? like? Very that. Oh my God. Yeah. What, are you mostly into twinks? Is that your vibe? I, I mean, I, I do have an affinity for twinks. But <laughs> lately it's like, um, I don't know. My, um, I think my daddies. desires are going. Yeah. I'm like a little into daddies and like, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm into whatever. But it does, I do have to have some kind of a connection. Like, they have to make me laugh. There's, like, it's a lot more than, like, just... I think that I'm as I'm getting older, I... You I value your relationships with humans more? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> That's so uncomfortable. And twinks are a little more annoying. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older and they're, like, younger and, like, whatever. I'm like, oh. They're so Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Even the they're twinks like... that I mentioned now are, like, a little, like, rough around the edges, which are, like, they're, like, twunks and, like... Twunks. Ooh. I love a twunk. A twink who was... Um, mm-hmm. Well, I love that. This is amazing. Uh, I want to <laughs> give a shout out to. Uh, I recently saw the video that you re uh, you sort of uh, dusted off the old mannequin number and made a video with Tenderoni. Oh, oh my god, yes! So good. I fucking love Tenderoni so much, and we we did that together in uh, in Chicago at mm-hmm. Drag Matinee 
um, RIP. And, oh. <laughs> and, uh, and I it was really fun. About so, that. so we did, yeah, totally. It was an interesting situation. But yeah, it was fun. And then I did another version <laughs> of it recently. I don't know where the segment was, but we did another version of it recently um, for uh, Riot, where she's a riot, which was like a, a digital march in support of Black trans lives yeah and so i invited a bunch of my black trans friends to to do the video with me and i and it was weird because i was like doing boy drag and that felt really yeah i weird. saw that one <laughs> i was like i don't feel right and i'm like trying to be butching it and it's just not working my, my faggot ass up there with a beard just like <laughs> <laughs> you have been doing funny videos but my favorite one was the read you read you one where like you couldn't be in face because you had just had something done so you just yes. use the eye emoji thing or whatever it's called. That was a very <laughs> smart song. I it was very good. I thought that was very clever. Thank you. I did too, but people did not appreciate it, and I was like, "Fuck y'all! You're lucky you're getting anything." Yeah, right. you're also like, like I, I didn't have to do this. Right. It was very. I was so annoyed. Honestly, I was like, "Fuck all of you! You guys have nothing better to do because we're all stuck at home." So they just <laughs> want to complain all... about the right. free content. They want to complain like about free entertainment. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck y'all!" I was like, "I made four different emojis. I had costume changes and set changes. I like. I was like, fuck you all.'" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm curious. I know we sort of alluded. We we talked about um, the Chicago drag uh, situation and the sh- uh, Chicago drag black council. Is it mm-hmm. black drag Chicago black, the black, black drag, drag council? council. Black mm-hmm. drag council. And um, and I know that obviously you live in Chicago and you're part of that community now. But obviously, because of your career, you're sort of in a different place from those experiences. But I'm curious mm. uh, from what you have experienced like in on the global stage and the work the world and 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 internet fandom and all of that, we the conversation about racism in that fandom, specifically mm-hmm. in the drag race fandom, is uh has sort of always been talked about, but is being talked about even more so now. And I've just Which curious, is good. Like, and yeah. it's like it's I mean it's long overdue and it's like the fact that people are just now waking up to the fact that our fans, the drag race fans are racist and they're just now talking about it. It's like, this isn't something that's new. It's been going on since season one. And like, Mm -hmm. especially with the more social media becomes prevalent in everyone's lives and people have this like anonymity that they can hide behind um, a screen or a phone or whatever and feel like they can say whatever the fuck they want to say. Like, it's good that people are talking about this now, but it's not something that's, it's not new, you know? And it's a conversation that needs to be had. And it's like, but what can you do about it? Like what, what can we do to to stop that kind of toxic behavior for the fans because honestly what it anytime it's addressed it just feeds their yeah it just gets it worse. feeds it feeds their their fire to just be fucking awful because yeah. we have you know a, the drag race fans we have such an amazing fandom but at the same time it's one of the most disgusting and toxic fandoms out there mm-hmm. and uh and it's something that gets discussed but nobody takes seriously and and the fans just get up in arms about being called out on their shit so it's like what can we do to stop people from being fucking awful because it's just going to happen so it's like one of those things where it's like what can we do do we just have to sit back and take it i don't think that we should i don't think that we deserve it but it's like you know mayhem had to like deactivate her account and like make her private like you shouldn't have to be fucking feeling that way yeah you know and there is this love this thing that yes because we're on drag race we're public figures but that doesn't mean that you have the right to say the shit that you are doing. Like, I'm not here for that. These girls aren't there for that. They deserve right. much more than what you're doing. And it's, it's really frustrating and it's sad and it's heartbreaking because it's, it happens to so many of these girls. And it's for some reason targeted to the black queens. And I don't understand it. Well, I think the more, the more people talk about it, the more white queens sort of, uh, not only when they're on tour with a black queen or a queen of color, but like white queens, when white queens are all together, have mm-hmm. that conversation yeah. and not feel like it's only for the black queens to talk about. Or it's only, I mean, that's like sort of the big push broadly outside of drag race is the mm-hmm. idea is as white people, like what can we do to be actively anti-racist versus sort of stand up, you know, when something is happening, but even when something is not happening, it's worth saying something and doing something. Yeah. And it's really right. cool to see that momentum happening more and more. Now. It's been amazing to see that happening. And it's been amazing to like witness it and to see 
people that you don't, it's to see people learning too has been really, really great to see. Like people who are like, listen, I don't, I'm, I'm not political. I'm not into this. I, I don't really see it. And it's like, well, yeah, you don't see it because it doesn't affect you. So it's nice to see people, yes. you know, doing the research and, 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 and doing what they can. And, and I'm doing it myself. Like, I feel like, like I'm, you know, I have to do that because I do want to be a supportive ally and I do want to help uplift the voices of my colleagues and black entertainers and black people everywhere. Right. And I think that's important, especially when you have a platform like we do to utilize it and use it well and to educate yourself and to make sure that you're doing everything that you can to not, you know, perpetuate any of that behavior. And when you do it in a human hair wig meatball, it, it goes over better. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Something you know. still always something to learn from detox therapy. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm not one to tell any black queen how to do their job, but you should stop doing drag. <laughs> well, on that, I'm, note, here uplift, <laughs> I'm here to uplift the voices of black queens, just not yours, Meatball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Are we done? Yes, yeah, that's we're it. Done. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything to promote? No. <laughs> buy detox's clothes on ebay buy my shit on ebay follow me on depop get my old shit um yes. buy, buy my merch at mybestjudy.com or the only detox.com um support your queens do it i don't know <laughs> all that shit that you're supposed to say i'm just gonna yeah. say it here <laughs> well i hope you have a great uh show at the socially distant show yes the- i'm Enjoy. very interested to see how it goes out and i will fucking let you know it sounds like they're being responsible. It's not like they're just throwing you to the wolves like it's a regular drag show. Like, it does. And it, like, I was really nervous after everything that happened on Fire Island a couple of weeks ago. Whoop. It was like, I had already committed to the gig and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? Should I even go? But after meeting with everybody and seeing it and like hearing their ideas of how they want it to happen, I was like, okay, good. And also I'm like, you know, if, if I don't feel comfortable, I'm not going to fucking do it. Right. And that's the tea on that. Right. <laughs> um okay amazing so uh thanks so much for listening to sloppy seconds you can follow us on instagram at sloppy pod and send us an email at sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com maybe next week we could read some emails meatball yeah well i know how to read or call in with a fuck talk story to 213-536-9180 or 1-800-WICKED uh you can follow big dipper at big dipper jelly on instagram and me at spiciest meatball on instagram or fat drag meatball on twitter yeah someone took spiciest meatball Oh, on Twitter. I was like, on Twitter. Okay, don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and uh, we talked about this in the intro, but remember, coming in August, we're going to shake it up a little bit. We got got things coming. So get ready. I might start having to wear a wig for this shit. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Ooh, ah. No. Ooh, ah. No, detox is better. Oh, well, all right. I'm leaving. (laughs) Finally. Doodle doot doot forever dog. Sloppy Seconds is a forever dog podcast. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our cover art was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. <laughs>